Welcome to the Living Movies Podcast, brought to you in part by Water and Shade Media. I'm your host, John Shindell, and this week we're talking about one of Pixar's more recent movies, Onward. Alright, so this week I'm joined by Jed Rao. Hi, that's me. And Jared Bateman. Hello. Alright, so this week we're talking about the movie Onward, which was released right before the coronavirus struck in 2020. So it was actually released in theaters. And I think it was one of the last movies that was actually released that people went to go see. Yeah, I believe it was one or two weeks before lockdown started. Yeah, it was actually one of the first movies that Disney Pixar pushed to their um you know online downloads platform because it was just not performing in theaters because theaters were just not open or not at capacity and people just weren't showing up anyway i wonder if disney has released any stats about their app since the coronavirus happened i mean i know netflix will randomly release stuff i didn't do any research on that but i'd be curious to see how both onward and i know mulan was also released and I don't think that one did. Yeah, as but well that one Disney. was different. You actually had to pay for Mulan. Yeah, but onward they just kind of put up there. So I wonder. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how what what Disney's numbers looked like because of onward. Yeah, and I I really feel like it kind of got the short end of the stick, just <laughs> yeah, because probably. there wasn't able to be all that much kind of advertising and hype yeah. about it because there was just so yeah. much other stuff that was just consuming. And yeah. sure, definitely no word of mouth once it came out. Yeah, really. I mean, because there was no opportunity. No. Yeah. But yeah, so so Jed, you saw this movie opening weekend, or I, I guess early. What are what were your thoughts coming out of the theater, if you remember? Uh, so for me, this particular are we doing spoilers here? What do we What do we do? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if we, we got the rundown on that. Super spoilery Spo- podcast. Spoiler if you right. haven't okay. seen the movie yet, go. Well, I guess uh, if you're going to watch it with your if you're listening with your children and you want your children not to hear the spoilers, then then don't. But it's a kids movie, so uh, we're we're gonna spoil the crap out of it. So okay. go for it. All right, sweet. So heavy spoilers ahead. Um, <laughs> it was it was good for for me. I loved it. Uh, I still love it. I and I like I said uh, in the 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 pre podcast talking. Uh, I just finished watching it again five minutes ago to remind myself, and I cried again. Mm. Um, part of the reason I loved it, though, is that this this movie has a dead father, which I think seems to be like a that's a running theme in Disney and Pixar movies. Uh, you can't have a hero without a, a dead parent. Um, it's, it's almost a meme at this point. <laughs> yeah, kind of. If it's not, it probably should be. <laughs> um, but uh, so I also have a dead father um, and I would I, it would be pretty awesome to have, uh, you know, 24 hours with him as as the as they talk about in the in the movie. You know, the, the magic spell is going to bring him back for 24 hours. So that that like just right away, as soon as that spell came out, I was like, Bleh! Um, and, you know, so it got it got all the emotions going. Uh, and so I loved it. My kids, obviously they still have their father, but they very much loved it. They were crying too. I will say they were a little upset at the end of the movie when the, the younger brother doesn't get to hug dad. They were like, it's not fair. I was like, but that's not the lesson. Um, <laughs> it's really not. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> but hmm. in there, but they were thinking about it from their own point of view, and and to be fair, so was I. Uh, you know, thinking I I would love selfishly to to have a, a day with my dad and to hug him and and to talk about life with him too, but they and they were approaching it the same way, like oh, if my dad died, I would want to spend time with him. I don't know. It was it, it was a fun adventure. Honestly, there was a lot of stuff that was like, well, I can see where this is going, and I still cried. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I I knew the beats before they were going to hit. Even that opening weekend in the theater, like I I knew the beats long before they were going to hit. And I saw them coming and my, my younger sister was sitting two seats away and we're looking at each other just like bawling our eyes out and, you know, and, and we, we very much enjoyed it. So, well, and, and it's interesting to hear that, that the second time watching it, I mean, it's been a couple months, but the second time watching it, you, you still had those same, those same emotional responses. Like it wasn't just the first time it, it was. Yeah. And it wasn't just because it brought up memories from your past. It was it was because there's a true emotional beat to the movie. There, abs- and- yeah, there absolutely is. I, I I think there was more emotions for me uh, just because of my history. But you know, my kids don't have that history, and they had those emotions. My my sure. wife didn't have doesn't have that history, and and she had those emotions. And uh, you know, so there's there's definitely some emotion, some some realness to the movie, even though it's the whole fantasy thing. Um, but there's it it hits a lot. So. You know, the yeah. whole family love and finally realizing how much somebody in your family loves you. And, you, you know, what is it? Uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. And then realizing through the through the movie. Oh, this guy's, <laughs> kind of an, uh, this guy's kind of awesome and he's sacrificed for me. So, yeah, you know, yay family and stuff. Well, and that can be a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As as the characters in this movie found out, uh, Jared, what were what were your thoughts when you finished it? Finished watching it? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So we all we watched it all together as a family. Although I mean, for the littlest one, <laughs> that meant you know lots of pretty colors for the first half, and then off to go you know poke things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say off to bed for the second half. <laughs> uh, no, no, we watched it early enough that it was still oh, okay, up, but we definitely went into it knowing that like the reviews I'd heard about. And again, like this movie just got like no press. So yeah. what little bit we'd heard just kind of seemed mixed. So we're like, eh, we'll go into it, you know, very open to kind of not really expecting it to be, you know, a great hit like up or something like that. That was just, you know, going to blow you away. And so we were really very pleasantly surprised um, and, you know, we kind of came out of that. We're like, all right, you know, where would we rank this movie in the sort of pantheon of Disney and Pixar animated films? We're like, you know what? Definitely the top half. Definitely yeah, felt like it that. was, I wouldn't say it was like the best Pixar movie. It's, you know, maybe the best that's come out in the last five years or something, but it was definitely really good. Um, and we really liked one of the things that Pixar has this tendency to do in their movies is they just kind of flip something there at the end. Um, and there's this little, you know, we, we, we talk about spoilers. There's this little twist that's just like, you were expecting it to go this way. And then it's like an extra level of reveal. And I felt like they did a really good job of that at the very end of the movie that took it from being, you know, 
you're going along you're like oh okay you know they're gonna have to learn to appreciate each other and along the way you know he's got that whole list of things he wants to do with his dad and he's gonna find out he did it with his dad anyway while they were on their adventure you know like the typical disney kind of kids movie stuff and then it just like goes an extra level further and there's that whole flashback and he sees his brother and it's like oh that's the extra level of depth that you know they they actually went and it wasn't just about like oh i'm gonna learn to you know appreciate the things you got or something like that but this this whole other level of of emotional depth that it puts it yeah. at the very end, which was very, very Pixar-y of them. <laughs> just kind of like very well done and, and took it from being just a very generic kids movie to actual life lessons and things that added so much depth to characters that otherwise were really pretty one-dimensional. Well, and that scene that scene also adds depth to the the older brother too, because as a viewer, you kind of realize that the older brother is kind of being a, a surrogate dad to a certain extent. But but then, like, I don't know, because the whole movie is about the younger brother, and then it flips it right there. And in that moment, it goes, you go, oh, wait, this wasn't about the younger brother. It was about the older brother, you know, helping his kid brother grow up. Yeah, it's it's very much kind of a, a Frodo-Samwise kind of pairing. Yeah. Where, where the first, hmm. you know, kind of, not not the titular character, but the the focused character isn't actually the hero, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and you kind of yeah. see that in in the best example, Lord of the Rings, where um, you know many people I think J.R. Tolkien himself even said that really Samwise is the hero of mm-hmm. of that story, even though it really focuses on Frodo being the chosen one and all that. And so in this in this story onward, you have I think his name's Ian, whatever Tom yeah. Holland. He's the chosen one. <laughs> Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> he's the chosen one. But but, but Star Lord really saves the, the day. Of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Lord saves the day. Thank you, John. <laughs> yep, Star Lord saves Spider-Man. <clears throat> Sorry. It's a, it's a fun little uh little off-topic beat, but uh yeah, Spider-Man and Star Lord are brothers and and they lost their dad and that's that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's honestly being i i'm a i'm definitely an avengers and, and marvel cinematic universe fan and as soon as they come on the screen like i don't even have to usually i don't recognize actors when it's just their voice i'm just mm-hmm. like oh there's a voice on the screen and they're being a cartoon but as soon as they come on the screen i'm like you know, in the movie theater, I went, that's Spider-Man. That's Star-Lord. What the heck? <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Sorry, um, Jared, not to, uh, not to yeah, sorry, derail sorry. your, your no, no. Totally derailed. insightful conversation. <laughs> but no, you're, you're totally right. They, they do flip that because, yeah, Ian is – he is set up to be the protagonist and he's the one that's supposed to be the hero and he's he's the one with the magic. But but really, it's, it's Barley that is the hero. He's the one that's yeah. – that's driving the story onward, uh, forward, I guess I'll say to not make a terrible pun. <laughs> no, um, come on, go with the puns, man. <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, right. Well, I, I will say that was one of my favorite scenes is when they're being chased by the biker gang, which whoever came up with the idea of the fairy biker gang, they're my hero. Cause that was amazing. <laughs> but you know, they're chasing Barley and Ian and Bar or Ian gets in the van. He buckles himself up. He's like, go. And Len looks over and there's, 
tiny barley <laughs> trying to reach up for the steering wheel. I can't get it. And then Ian gets in the car, gets it started up and tiny barley goes and put it in. Oh, for onward. <laughs> and then they show you the, the little, the little gear. Cause it doesn't have a D for drive. <laughs> he he he's put a sticker. It's yeah. It's not even it. sticker. You're right. It's tape. It's like duct tape it's, or something with a magic it's, marker. It's, it's oh, paper. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Like he took a sticky note or something and just kind of put it up there. I loved it. I loved it. It it made uh, it made Barley's character that much more uh, real because he he totally wants to be in this fantasy world, which I can relate to that. And that's what's funny throughout the movie, too, is at first you think it is just a fantasy world because the older brother like plays there, you know, the, the Pixar version of Dungeons and Dragons Love it. Uh, quests of yore. There you go. I'm I'm going to call it D&D because <laughs> it <laughs> it's a lot easier to say. <laughs> so, you know, you got the older brother playing D&D and then slowly throughout the movie, you, you go, wait, he's not playing D&D. He's playing like a history game. It would be like as if we played some Civil War, you know. Well, he's he's almost uh, LARPing, live action role playing. Just like, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Or, uh, or like reenactment. The, Reenactment. A, Thank you. That's yeah, what I was going for. I was going for reenactment. He's tabletop reenactment. <laughs> and yet everybody else think it's fake until at the end of the movie. I don't know if you guys remember, but the younger brother, one of the last scenes is that he's in the school uh-huh. teaching history to his history class. Yeah. <laughs> talking about magic stuff. And it's, it's you know, it would be the equivalent of, I, I guess, a, a D&D guy walking into your history class and being like, hey, wizards and stuff all <laughs> <laughs> except all except this school had literally just seen their school be demolished by a giant dragon that's true that's true and and then they had to rebuild it apparently with magic because that was that was a thing i mean hey if yeah. you got it, why it. Not? <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah well and so there's there's a lot of questions that come up with with the role of magic and history in this movie and how long ago was this right. really and because uh, the we'll, Manticore we'll get, obviously remembers it. She remembers. Maybe Manticore is really old. I don't know. We'll get there. Well, I'll, I'll ask these questions oh, in a bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> We're jumping the agenda here. Right? Jumping <laughs> yeah. ahead. That's okay. We'll, we'll get there. Um, one of the interesting mm-hmm. things I thought about this movie was it was really set in today's world. And uh, watching some of the bonus features, uh, Crystal, uh, my wife and I watched some of the bonus features because – you know, they're fun and they're there. And they really worked hard at making sure the movie was true to today. So it's set in like now times, which I thought was really interesting because it's not now like, times. yeah, right. Like present day. That's what it's <laughs> literarily called. So I thought it was interesting. Now we talked about this a little bit. The characters, they're quite one dimensional. Ian is a typical high school kid who's, kind of geeky and he doesn't really know himself and he's really reserved and that's kind of his whole character you know what the one thing i didn't like about his characterization is that he's 16 years old ostensibly he's been at this school or or with these people for most of his life he's 16 years old and he doesn't know the people in his class that was a little questionable I, i understand being shy and nervous about asking people to your party i I get that i was i was there i lived that my 16 year old birthday party the only people that i invited or came were from my youth group i think there was three of them um (laughs) woo thank you mom uh for having a 16 year old birthday party for me it was actually Uh fun 
Uh, yes. Anyway, but <laughs> it, it seemed a bit overkill to be yeah. like, not only is he shy, he doesn't know people in his own school. Like, come on. Come on. It, yeah, like, I knew everybody in my school. Like, first name basis. I knew their birth right. dates. Yeah. Jared, you were homeschooled. Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on. You're killing me. Oh. Yeah, Jed, you're both you're of on, you. You're, you're I was going to keep that rolling. <laughs> that was, I know. You, I changed you, had him you hit me at birthdays. I was like, what the heck, man? Who knows their classmates' birthdays? That's, that's better than me. I still can't remember my brothers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, it, it seemed more like moving to a new town. Uh, you get the same impression. Gosh, what was the movie? Uh, uh, the original Spider, not the original, but the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the first one. They yeah. did that really well. To- with Toby Toby Maguire, Maguire. Where he knew all of the kids and they all knew him, but they knew he was that guy. He yeah. was the guy that you just avoid and they all knew it. And he knew they knew it. And And so you got that feeling in that movie that, he knew all the people, but, but he just didn't want to, he, he just didn't, he had no way to relate to them. And I feel like that was a yeah. far better outsider portrayal than this one was. Yeah. I felt like we were supposed to somehow empathize with Ian, but I never did. No. Because like his life, like there's a whole intro kind of um, montage, if you will, where, you know, he wakes up and he has breakfast and he goes to school and some event happens and blah, 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 you know? And, and I felt like we were supposed to like somehow feel sorry for him or something, but he made all his own problems. (laughs) There was never anybody like bullying him or being mean to him or anything like that. Like all the people he interacted with were pretty decent people like even his family was pretty awesome you're like right. wow like his brother's really nice his mom really cares about him even his the, mom's like, boyfriend is totally was, clueless yeah he was well, clueless that's... but he wasn't like bad he's just right. kind of there right right the, the the whole thing that was awkward about him was that he existed <laughs> well, <I> guess, <laughs> well, that's true. anything special which is, which is, I, I, yeah, I would agree with you for sure. And I, I would say that's why this is not going to go down as like Pixar's best. It's going to be as Pixar's yeah. top, you know, top 25%, but not Pixar's best. I, you know, yeah. and I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, let's not go there. Um, Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cars 2. Um, <laughs> so. For me, you know, I definitely didn't get the whole he's so dorky that people don't even know he's there. Like, I I just didn't I I couldn't connect with that. For me, it was easy to connect with the no dad thing. But the the rest of it was like, well, you guys kind of overshot the mark. Like you you wanted to make him dorky and lovable, but you overshot the mark. Well, Mm. I think one of the reasons they might have done that is they were they were telegraphing it because of children. And they wanted um, to, they wanted to really make sure that kids get the point that this kid feels like he's an outsider mm. so that kids who also feel like outsiders are going to be like, oh man, that's like me. I am an that's outsider fair. too. That's fair. Kids movie. Kids movie. Yeah, it, okay. it is a kids movie. So, so that is that's one fair. thing I'll, I'll say on the other, on the flip side of that is yes, they overdid it, but sometimes kids need to be smacked in the face with these things before they really truly get yeah. it. So that's, that's so, fair. 
if this one was an adult movie, I would I would rip him to shreds for that. But <laughs> uh, well, I'll give him I'll give him at least a, a subtle pass on that because you don't want the kid to be in a terrible family because then you're you're I don't know you're ostracizing children who are actually have a halfway decent family, right? But still feel like they're not a part of things. Except I feel like Disney does that all the time anyway. I mean, look at like Cinderella. Give them terrible families or halfway decent families. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, like there's something dysfunctional, right? So I don't know. Maybe that's the cultural shift. Although to be fair, Cinderella is like 60 years old. Well, that's yeah, true. I know. <laughs> true. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, you hit me with the homeschooling thing. I had to hit you with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you probably watched you, Jed. You probably watched Cinderella when it was in theaters. I know. You know what? <laughs> <clears throat> I, I'm old. I'm not that old, but that's fair. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what about Barley, though? I, I thought Barley was the older was brother, the older brother. I, I thought he was pretty, pretty awesome. He was. And this was something that Emily and I. So we were, we were talking about this movie as we we're watching it, my wife and I. And um, we kind of stop, I don't know, halfway through to go get pizza or something like that. And we're just kind of commenting on, yeah, it really seems like Barley's perfect. Like he doesn't really have any significant character flaws. Like they portray that his character flaw was he's a loser or something like that. But that wasn't something that was really well portrayed. They didn't drive it home the way they drove home the younger brother stuff. Yeah. They, yeah. they do have some offhand comments. The mother says, this is the longest gap year ever. <laughs> Which kids, kids don't have a clue what that means, Nope. but parents were going, Oh, he's loafing at home. He's, Uh he's just kind of loafing around doing this D and D thing, living in mom's basement. Cause, cause when she opens the door to his room, it's a door under the stairs. So he really is (laughs) living in mom's basement. Oh, Uh I didn't notice that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I was just doing the math on how old he was and figuring he was about 19. So I'm kind of like, you can't be that much of a loser at 19. Yeah, I figure it either 19 or 12. Because if it's an extended if it's an extended gap year, to me, he might be 20. True. Yeah. Well, he also built his van. Right. Which I, I guess you could do that in high school. But, yeah. but he, he did build his van and, and he had had it for a minute. So Right, which all kind of counts to him being like a pretty cool dude, right? He's not yeah. he's not yeah. completely lazy. Like he's obviously doing something with his life. It's just not what the culture. But he's also, but he's also overweight nerd. Right. Living like, in mom's and, basement. Living uh-huh. in mom's basement. Yeah. And, which, and Which is a, a cultural stereotype. So Oh, it, sure. it so is. And we all know that guy or knew that guy uh-huh. who, who was that way. And, and in high school, he was the total nerd and no one liked him. Now you get to college and you're like, oh yeah, everybody's like that. And there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of nerds. It's okay. And half of them were just hiding it. So, ah, I don't know. He, yeah. Now, so it just really didn't seem like he had significant flaws until you get to the scene in the cave where he talks about his last memory. Yeah. The one that he hasn't told anybody. And then you see what his what he views his flaw to be Mm -hmm. and that's really the one that's important to the movie as a viewer yeah yeah well and you see several times you see several times throughout the movie where it's a problem with with him and the fairies it's Mm -hmm. a problem because he's not picking up on the hints that the fairy doesn't like that he's telling them they used to fly oh yeah ancestors were lazy (laughs) like 
that whole situation happened because he he couldn't read the situation. That's true. So he Barley seems to have a hard time empathizing with other people and and understanding that they might think differently than him. Yeah. So I think they did a good job with with I think they did a better job with being subtle with Barley's problems. Mm-hmm. Because also, again, looking at kids, the kid needs to see that Barley is a cool guy. And when Ian comes around to that realization, they need to be like, yeah, no, he is cool. That's OK. Yeah. And that really kind of made sense. You know, when we got to that point, it was like, oh, that's why he's so great. It's not because he's a stand in brother. It's because he's the stand in dad. Right. Surrogate well, dad. Well, because he because he loves unconditionally. Yeah. He does. Which brings us to to some of the, the ideas that this movie presented yep. uh, to kids that I think are important. And and I think a couple of these things are that, that family is important. Mm-hmm. And as important as parents are and as important as siblings are, family in all of its forms are important. And being that surrogate, surrogate family is also important. And loving one another unconditionally is also important. So I, I think that was, I mean, I don't really know how to word it nicely, but I think that was one of the, one of the big ideas here is that you do have role models to look up to in your life and it's good to recognize who they are and recognize what they've done for you. Well, and it's interesting because Barley starts out loving unconditionally. Like, like that's just, that's who we are present, you know, however he got there before the movie, that's how he is presented to us in the movie is that, that that's part of who he is, is he's loving unconditionally. And then at the very end, finally, the little brother, what's his name? Ian. Tom Holland. You would, Tom Spider-Man. Holland. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man finally, finally, it's finally not about him. Cause every other time when Barley's like, Hey, I miss dad too. Ian is like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But then finally, at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, he misses dad, too. <laughs> In fact, he probably misses dad more. Yeah, he misses dad yeah. more because he actually knew dad. Like, he yeah. has something to miss. I'm just missing this ephemeral idea. Yeah. But he's actually missing a, a human being uh, or an elf in this case. Since when are <laughs> elves blue? They like they look like Smurfs with pointy ears. Well, they're dark elves, <laughs> night night elves, or something like yeah, that. Dark dark um, elves have spent a lot of time in the in the sun, so they've yeah. I guess they're, maybe they're albino night elves. Jeez. Anyway, um, rabbit, rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good at those. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I I feel like finally, like that was his big thing. Was even though he's this lovable dork. It was all about Ian. Everything, everything was about Ian. And then finally at the end, he goes, oh, wait, there's other people around me. And this one in particular has loved me since the time I was born. Yeah. You know, and has helped me along the way. I'm going to give it all for this guy. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that's a, that's a very important message. I mean, that's something that we talk about in my household on a daily basis is, You've got to think about other people, not just yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're going up the stairs, it's not all about you. You have to go fast enough so the people behind you aren't going to try and pass you. If they pass you, it's because you're slow. <laughs> you don't get to demand what you want. And it's just a, it's a constant conversation. So I think that's a, I think that's as 
poignant a moment in the movie as there is. And truly it's the, it's in the, it's in the, the epic finale. And that is yeah. the final moment of realization for Ian is that, yeah, I, I do need to think about what other people think, which is a hard thing for a kid to learn. It's a hard thing for adults to learn. I'm going to point at myself when I say that. Well, that is, that is true. There's, there's a lot of issues in this world right now that revolve around people not thinking about other people. What? There's no yep. issues in the world right now, John. That is true as there's we're in no, day, no issues. day 20 something of election 2020. Day. <laughs> <laughs> day 20 something. Yep. I don't even well, know how many days it's been. It's yeah. And, it's been enough. a while. Enough. Enough slash too many slash who knows. Uh, So, yeah, I think and I think that's the biggest I think that's the biggest idea that's presented is that we do need to think about what other we need to think about other people. Mm. I don't know, Jared, any ideas on on ideas presented before we move on? I mean, I think those are the really the really big ones. And I mean, just to kind of add another little layer to that. It was about really understanding someone else's experiences too Um, that it wasn't just you know thinking about other people first because that's i mean in the broad sense that's the important idea but this movie in particular went down further and said like someone else's experience kind of shaped their life in a different way and that was you know in this case that was more important right and to not cling to ideas of something more than you cling to the actual person. Um, and I think that's a very grown up idea about, you know, really thinking about the actual person and not just the idea mm. of them. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. And then when we're going to come back, we're going to, we're going to lighten it up and talk about some, some other sides of this movie that are a little more fun. I know we talk about movies here, but something that's also important as parents is spending quality time away from screens, which is something that can be difficult. So I'm really excited to bring you Rooted Childhood. So each month of Rooted Childhood offers a curated set of stories, poetry, books, and eight simple handicraft projects, along with a detailed supply list, video tutorials, and beautiful photos for inspiration. Now, Rooted Childhood will help you spend quality time with your children instead of spending that time coming up with the next activity to do. This is something that my wife has used in the past when life just comes at us too fast and we need some help to figure out the right things to do with our kids. And it's been awesome. So if you're interested in finding out more about Rooted Childhood, follow the link in the show notes of this episode to check it out for yourself and to start exploring all the things that you can do with your children. So we've talked about a lot of the uh, heavy things in this movie. So so let's talk about just some of our favorite scenes. I, I'm a fan of the first the first elongated scene. I think I think uh, in the in the special features they called it the crazy house scene, where Ian first wakes up and he comes downstairs and he sees his mm-hmm. mom doing jazzercise and there's a dragon and it and she squirts it with water and and then the brother comes in. It's just thing after thing happens and it's just funny. I, I enjoyed that scene a lot. I, you know what? It's funny that you like that. I don't like that scene. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny because it's one of the scenes where they drive home the fact that Ian, nobody pays attention to Ian. 
like the 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 stepfather boyfriend whatever the the centaur guy is um he comes in and like every time ian is doing something he like swishes his tail and he breaks this thing and he knocks the food off the counter and like every or or then then barley comes in and he like knocks into ian and his food falls on the floor and then barley's like oh five second rule and so he eats it which i guess that's kind of a brotherly thing to do uh-huh. but still uh-huh. it just <laughs> it was like okay could uh, yes i know his family loves him but could they ignore him anymore <laughs> While also paying attention to him, it was right. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I I didn't like that scene, so it, I, it I'm glad you liked it. It reminded me of my household, which is oftentimes crazy. I'm sure. <laughs> Five kids, what? Right. <laughs> Five under ten. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, I enjoyed that scene. Uh, I my... also liked the. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You first. Oh, I was, I, I've got I've got a list here, so I also like really like the bike. I know I said it already, but I really liked the biker fairies. I thought that was incredible. And they you were, would, you would. Oh, they were wonderful. Yes, I, I, I do ride a motorcycle, and it's great. And I, I it totally was pretty hilarious. And I loved their their redemption at the end when they're flying and they run into mom's car and cause the accident. And they're like, "You're in my flight path," and then they, they jump up and fly away. I, Even I, though I they just that. had the argument about the fact that they can't fly, yeah, exactly. no, here they go flying. Yeah, which gives, uh, which gives uh, Corey the the she's not a griffin, she's a manticore, uh, which gives her the impetus to fly. Which, well, yeah, and and when they do fly earlier in the movie, when there's the car accident or the the motorcycle accident, and they they fall off their motorcycle and they're like all about to die on the road and they float, and they're like, whoa! It's totally what do you call it when you show things ahead of time in a movie? Foreshadowing. That's the go. one foreshadowing it was totally <laughs> they foreshadowing did, they did some good foreshadowing in this movie yeah so there there's there's so much of it oh yeah it was great let's see uh the death of gingivere i, I uh, love that favorite scene <laughs> that was the best when he puts he puts the rise of the valkyrie tape in the tape machine and it plays epic music and and then the wheel pops and it sounds like a galloping <laughs> horse yes yeah. Oh my gosh! And then it gets crushed by all the rocks. And yeah, that was sad. I, uh, I probably cried the most in that scene. Because <laughs> at that point in the movie, Guinevere was a character in and of itself. Oh yes, and yes. and and then and it even like it whinnies as it goes through the air, it goes me, and then yeah. hits the rock, and you're like, no, Guinevere. Um, <laughs> I'm crying yeah. for a van that's not even a van from Cars. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I get emotional about people losing their cars. I've spent a lot of time working on cars. So I get it. I've always I've had my own, you know, and you've that I, I named it. I, I called it Vizzy and it was a lemon, but it was my lemon. And I would have been so sad if it had gotten smacked into a rock. So any it's I don't know. Special place in my heart for scenes in movies where cars get sacrificed. <laughs> where cars bite um, it. <laughs> I know my my wife will cry in movies when there's a baby and I'll cry when there's a car that gets crushed. So <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Nice. Nice. And let's see. And then what? The last the last one I really liked was uh the dragon, specifically the fact that when it roared, it was the school bell. I love Was that. it? I didn't even notice I that. I didn't pick that up. Yeah, when the when the dragon roars, the school bell also goes off. 
<laughs> that's cool. Well, so many yeah. fun little details. The world building awesome. that they did in that movie was really, yeah. really well done. They really did. I would, I, I, if they could figure out how to do another movie in this world, I would, I would watch it in a heartbeat. Right. I loved. Yeah. I loved this world. No, I was, I was just going to say the last thing about the dragon is mom running up the side of it. I am a warrior, and she's doing her little jazzercise. Yes, she back is and forth. back and like, forth. Yes! More foreshadowing. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, those are those are my favorite movie or favorite scenes in the movie. I just those are the ones that, that I love. Funniest scene though is at the very end when the stepdad takes off his helmet and runs to work. Oh yeah! Oh, I laughed Funniest. just like just now he when died. I finished watching it, and he Fabio's he his hair. <laughs> I was born to run. So unexpected and so <laughs> the good. worst. Oh, my the worst part of that though, have you ever smacked your own butt? When you go for a run, because he does, he does, (laughs) he smacks his own butt, just like you'd smack the butt of a horse. So he does. So next time I go for a run, I got to smack my butt because. And and Winnie, because I think he did that too. I think he probably did. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I'm right there with you, Jared. I I laughed so hard when he did that. And he fabios his hair and just, oh yeah, that was great. You know what? Worth the CPU hours to render all that hair. <laughs> oh, man, yes. that. oh man, yes. That would be timeless. <laughs> Spend as much time on that as, you know, any of the explosion scenes, the final That's right. fight. That's right. Just get that hair right and it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, some computer guy definitely spent time. How are we going to Fabio oh, oh, the cop's hair? Of computers running. Yeah. Uh-huh. To- Hair is really hard to render, man. Hair That's is hard stuff. I've heard that. But it, it kind of brings up another point, which is that I was really worried <laughs> that the stepdad was going to become the villain in this movie, uh, which is kind of ah. a typical Disney thing. That's fair. And I was pleasantly pleased that he wasn't. Even when he's chasing the boys, it's really not that he's like trying to you know, thwart them or something like that. It's, it's that he's worried about them and he's trying to yeah. help out his girlfriend slash wife. Yeah. Know? He's, he's bumbling, but it's genuine concern. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and at the very end, things are resolved and, yeah. you know, they, they put up with him and, you know, he's part of the family and, and he really isn't like that integral to the plot. He's really a side character, just like the Manticore. It was really not, necessary to the plot but it did add something to have him there yeah. at the end i mean obviously the hair added so much um, <laughs> but i was really pleasantly pleased with how that kind of turned out yeah he was a he was a good he was a good addition and i i truly agree with what you're saying it was fun seeing him be the pursuit the the bad guy that you know ultimately led to guinevere's demise but but he wasn't he wasn't out there to just to just be mean to the boys. He was just trying to help. He wasn't right. Snow White's evil yeah. stepmother. Right, exactly. Yeah. He was he was an obstacle, but he wasn't a villain. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right, Chad, any any favorite scenes? Oh gosh. Um You can rattle off a couple. It's okay. I just did. I <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I, the 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 Fabio horse scene is is definitely the for me the one of the funniest. Uh, honestly, my my favorite scene just because it it just struck home for me and I was bawling was was when uh, Barney Barley Barley. Thank you. Like uh, like what a horse eats. 
Okay, that's not creepy at all, given that his or, stepdad is a half horse. Um, I mean, Barley, it's an oat. I know that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, when, when Barley gets to hug his dad, um, yeah. that, 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 it's not going to matter how many times I watch this movie. It's going to strike a nerve for me, but that's a, but that's a personal nerve for me. I know that that's not like, you know, that's not everybody. So no, I, a lot of, a lot of people share, share what sure. you I'm assuming. Probably, probably. So yeah, that, that was, that was pretty awesome. That was, uh, you know, cause I, it didn't take anything to put myself in his shoes, you know, right. and, and wish that I could be there. So yeah, that was for me. That was the best scene. Uh, f- I don't know, funniest. It was just it was all. It I I, I like most of it. Um, <laughs> it was funny. We were I don't know something that that I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about something else, and this popped into my head. There's another scene where Barley I had to think about that is being <laughs> a dad to Ian, um, and it's when they're going across the chasm, and and as a dad. You know, like when you're teaching your your kid to ride a bike, there's a point where you let go and your kid doesn't know. Uh huh. And even as a dad, when you're like, "Well, he's he might fall down, but I have to let go at some point, and I'm not going to tell him, and I'm still over here biting my nails because he's about <laughs> to run into that tree over there." Uh, you know, and 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 Barley and and Ian had that moment going over the chasm where the rope falls off of, of Ian and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to tell him to keep going. You know, Barley's like, get across the chasm, get across the chasm. Don't look back. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and I've, I've been, you know, for bike riding or I'm sure there'll be other times in my kids' lives where I do the same thing. Uh, you know, I'm told that when you drop your kid off at, at college or at, you know, at stay week, week, stay away camp for the first time, you, you, you have those moments of, you know, you're trying to show your kid how positive you are, but inside you're just like, you know, um, biting your, biting your nails. And, and there was just that moment. And, and I, I appreciated that. I just, I liked it. Although it was definitely an, an Indiana Jones moment. And, and as soon oh, as they totally hit, was. as soon as they hit the chasm and he's like, you have to make an invisible bridge. I was like, Indiana Jones. Okay, here he goes. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. That's funny. Uh, and actually I think, I think that's one reason why this movie didn't get as good of reviews as a lot of Pixar movies. There's a, there's a lot of beats in the movie that, that match up to other adventure movies. And, and that's, sure. that's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's a problem of making an adventure movie, but I don't mind. I enjoy seeing these things over and over again. <laughs> I also really like that Barley eats their boat. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're in the underground cavern and they've they've made their Cheeto into a speedboat and Barley's eating it. <laughs> I just uh-huh. I, it's not that funny, but it just it amused me. I'm like, oh, of course he's eating the boat because he's just he's a cheese puff guy and they're riding on a cheese puff. But yeah. it just it made me chuckle. So, <laughs> well, speak, speaking of Barley eating the boat, I realized at some point that Barley doesn't sleep in this movie. Okay, when they start anybody, the quest, I don't think anybody Ian, sleeps in the movie. Ian but. and Dad sleep. Ian and Dad oh, sleep they? in the back of the van while oh. Barley is driving off road. Oh, Barley doesn't sleep though. Huh? huh. Just random tidbit I noticed. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of like when you're a parent and you drive through the night to get to Yellowstone and uh-huh. your kids wake up in Yellowstone, but they went to sleep in Nebraska. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember being that kid. It was great. I, <laughs> I, loved, I loved road trips then. I mean, I still love road trips now because I get to drive and it's fun. But, you know, as a kid, it was great. You get in the car and go to sleep and 
you wake up and you're there. It was great. And you don't understand why dad is grumpy the next day. <laughs> right? Oh, I've learned that why too. Why are his eyes extra baggy and red? <laughs> yeah. Why does his breath smell funny? Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, man. From all cheese puff breath. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fl- funions, flaming hot man. Cheetos. Oh, Funyuns are bad. All right. So let's see. Uh, let's let's talk about some, some nitpicking here. Uh, uh, so curses. How do curses work in this world? Oh, who knows? Because- so Barley oh, climbs to the yeah. top of the thing and he pulls out the gem. What had happened if they had just demolished that that monument thing? Would they what? have set off the curse? No, he pulled it out. He had to put the magic thing in the thing, didn't he? Didn't he have like yeah, a but, different totem yeah, and he had to put so the totem in? The gem have just been like buried underneath the parking lot yeah, or see, something? I, that's, that's what I feel like. I feel like it would have magically buried itself in the rubble or something. So it, it needed that special totem to be put in that special slot you know, perfectly. The, the question of how do curses work is kind of like in cars. How did cars become cars? Because people make cars. So, but now they're sentient. So where are the people? When a well, daddy that was... car and a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I've always something, been curious something. about that too. But <laughs> Well, there's, there's questions. There's that question also. <laughs> Well, that's true. I was I was talking to my wife about this. Is, all right, so mom and dad are clearly elves. Yeah. And so Ian and Barley are elves. Yeah. Mom is now with a centaur. What does that make? Would would there be future centaur babies? We were talking Cent- about that centaur too. elf babies. Like, but there but there but are no other post menopause. Well, that's nice, but not everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you don't yeah. see any other cross species. Um, I mean. Yes, a but, centaur is a horse person, but but, but think no about think about Lady and the Tramp. That's a that's a that's a tramp dog and a cocker spaniel. And what oh, kind of babies they do have, they have? They have yeah, two an of even both. split. They have an <laughs> even split. So you know, if she has babies with centaur right. guy, she's gonna the have. Pia- the, was the Piaget square gonna... gets a little weird? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have a horse. <laughs> I guess I guess it's easy to tell what the sex is on the ultrasound as well. It has four legs. It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess there we you. answered that question. I, yeah, there's I, I, any of any of these movies. I, you know, I, how are the toys talking in Toy Story? This doesn't make sense. Well, how does no, that work? They're, they're toys. It's understandable. All right. So next question is how how long ago did people forget about ma- magic? We we touched on it a little bit earlier. So Corey Manticore, first name The, which I think that might be my my favorite moment of the movie is <laughs> when the police officer is starting to investigate her. He's like, what's your name? Manticore, first name The? Like, I, I <laughs> and yet her nickname is Corey. Who goes by a nickname that's off their last name? John, that would be like calling you Deli. Like, well, hey, Deli, come I here. Batman. I've oh. been called Shandali Lama before. Well, that makes sense, though. I, I mean, I mean, you just, just have to drop right a letter. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I just Schneebly for it a while. Weird. That was fun. Sh- <laughs> yep. Schneebly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you told me about that one time. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you're now. right. How, lo- how long, how long has magic been gone? I, I think because don't age. That's what I'm okay, going with. I, yeah. could, I could go with that. That's what I would think. That she's it, just been around forever. She's, yeah. I mean, cause she's the like, quest there's giver. There's only one. That's the implication. Right. There's one manticore, so it's it's some kind of is it because she's a lion, scorpion, something else? I don't remember. Lion, scorpion, 
bat. Oh, I don't, something like I don't that. remember what a manticore is. There's there's too many parts I of think, it. Yeah, lion, she, scorpion, she bat. Makes, she makes fun of it, too. She's like, there's, there's, she's, she has a comment about that. Well, yeah, it's, anyway. it's when they're in yeah. the, it's when they're in the pawn shop and, and I, and. Oh, that's right. I think. Uh, it's, yeah, anyway. it's one or the other. I think, I think oh. she doesn't age because she's the quest giver. Okay. I can, but that I think, that I think, I think other people do. And right. they just, they just didn't drive it home that she is either long lived or ageless. One of the two. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think. All right. So manticores are ageless. Curses only happen when something very specific happens. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Turn the knob in the thing, pull out the diamond, and there comes a dragon. Right, yeah. or else those things will ultimately be in there. Yeah. Jared, did you have yeah. any? I mean, it, the whole magic thing was just interesting. I mean, the whole the whole reason that's given why magic doesn't exist anymore is because technology is easier to use. It's so difficult to get magic to work right. You know, it takes real skill and talent. You really have to learn how to do it, whereas... You know, technology can be shared by everyone. So that's why technology, you know, surpassed magic. But in the course of 24 hours, Ian learns like four of the most difficult spells <laughs> from someone who's yes. not even like a real wizard. He's, so he's having a mountaintop moment. The next couple right. of days are going to be rough. Yeah, yeah that's I true. guess. I don't know. But just like crash horror. That whole thing just kind of made me be like, mm, that doesn't really fit the like that's that's getting nitpicky, I know, but like it doesn't fit the story that they set up, which was that magic's really hard, but then he just has to like believe in himself and do what his brother says, and all of a sudden he can do all the spells. And the way that you talked about it just now, it almost sets it up as a cor- corollary. Is that the right word? I'm going to go with corollary to the modern day where people are like, we have technology, we don't need faith anymore. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's what the filmmakers were aiming for. I. I don't think that was their purpose at all. But you could read that into it that you know the modern day, you know the modern day world. All of us, uh, you know, we we don't have as much faith in God and weird magical things that can't be explained because we want to explain everything with with sure. technology. And and honestly, there's so much in that movie, whether it's a curse or whether it's walking on uh, glowy blue orbs in midair or whatever, that is yeah. absolutely unexplainable other than, hey, Ian, you have to believe in yourself. Like, <laughs> that's so ephemeral. It's so, you know, just like mm-hmm. faith, just just like any sort of belief in, in God, whether it's a Christian faith or anybody else's, that's, that's so untouchable. But we can touch electricity. We can touch, yep. you know, uh, a, a Zoom yep. meeting or whatever. Yeah, and... but don't try and touch electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm teaching my son not to do that. <laughs> Forks and sockets, yay! No, I get, I get your point though. It, it's true. I, yeah, I don't know. And then at the end of the movie, you're you're still left wondering. So why have magic again? Like, I feel like the reason why you have magic is because like it was easier than electricity, right? Like. They just made a boat out of a Cheeto. Well, for some people, <laughs> that was really easy. For, for some people, for some sure. people, and and yeah. so this is where I'm going to so, go. Because to be fair, Barley couldn't do it. Barley yeah, couldn't so have made that so boat. Technologies for the plebeians, like I he, don't yes, know. He didn't have the gift or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. not the chosen one. So if one. you're a, if you're a magician with the gift, magic comes easy to you, and therefore you use it. If you're not, then why would you work at it? Wait, magic is hard. He's but you he's can part of the it. elect. 
He's part of the elect. Oh, this is Calvinism, baby. Oh my goodness, he was part of the elect. He's been chosen. Wow. All right. Sorry. And with that, we're going to move right along. (laughs) Cutting room floor. That might have opened. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's see. So we've now we've now talked about two two movies here. We talked about Toy. We did talk about Toy Story. We talked about Toy Story, and we talked about Onward. Uh, let's see. So which ones which ones the better movie now? We're going to have a running list here as, as to which ones the better movie. So Toy Story or Onward? Which one's better? I mean, I'm going Toy Story. I, I Toy Story is still one of my favorite movies, almost of all time. So Toy Story is still better in my opinion than Onward, but. Uh, they're different. I feel like it's gimmicky, but I feel like the kind of like the ending in Onward and the kind of overall lessons that it had were better than Toy Story. But okay, as far as like the individual components and scenes, I want to say Toy Story was better, just better as far as acting and pacing and the kind of originality of the scenes. And there's, I, I would say the characters, the main characters are not as one dimensional. Yeah. In, and in Toy Story. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with Jared. I, I think as far as the, the final outcome and lessons learned, I'll, I'll go with Onward. Uh, uh, you know, as far as giving of yourself and, you know, ultimate sacrifice and all that. Um, yeah, I, I would hit onward and, and just for me personally, I, I, I'd go with onward. Um, but that's, that's because of my own personal history, but as far as acting, as far as movie beats, I think toy story is probably better. Well, maybe we need to have two lists. We need to have fun movies to watch and, uh, impactful (laughs) movies to watch. (laughs) I think, I think you might, you might be outvoted here, John, because yeah, Uh, it sounds like people missing parents. (laughs) All right. So uh, onward, onward it is. Onward. Oh, you didn't say anything about that, Jared. You too, huh? Yeah. You know, this was really an, it was an interesting movie to watch in a different perspective. I, I think in a way kind of watching it i was watching it as both ian and as barley so my, you're you're the are you the older sibling yeah so okay. my my mom died just a couple years ago shortly before i got married is that actually while i was still dating and and trying to get engaged to um john's sister <laughs> in law my, my uh, sister my sister-in-law yes. not my sister yes um <laughs> John, you didn't tell me about her. <laughs> well, I apparently didn't know about her. <laughs> so, just to clarify, I mean, yeah. it's your anyway, older sister. Sorry. But anyway, um, and so I, my son has never met my mother. Yeah. And so that's something that I miss. And so we've got pictures of her in our house and I tell him about her. And, and so it's something that, you know, I think there's that kind of sour bitterness. But having watched this movie, I realized like, you know what? my wishing he could beat her is really more about me than it is about him or her. And so it's really not, it's not that important. It's really okay. Hmm. And I got to say my goodbyes and I see her in my dreams. So I'm not missing it. Like I think I am. And so it's going to be okay. And he's got, you know, he's got gramps and grandma and, and he's going to be, he's going to be just fine with them. Hmm. well jared thank you thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing that well all right so it sounds like onwards the better movie i think so we've said it 
It is. And it's it's okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Better movie <laughs> overall is going to be Toy Story. Better lessons onward. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's kind of like, I want to say it's the, the taste in your mouth when you walk away from it. And I really left onward with this really great feeling at the end of yeah. it. That wasn't the same coming away from Toy Story. Like Toy Story lets you feel good. You know, it wasn't like, oh, it's a terrible ending. <laughs> Turns out they were toys the whole time. Buzz Lightyear isn't the real Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, I thought it was a small man. Um, <laughs> with breakable arms. and uh, Which I guess all of us have, but in our own way. So, no, mine aren't. But the, the conclusion, the kind of ending of Onward was really this really great kind of wrap up that made the rest of the moments that were kind of eh as we were watching them really feel much better at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, to, for me, watching Toy Story, the ending is it's happy go lucky. And and like, I, I want to go play now. The mm-hmm. ending of Onward is joyful. And for me, there's a difference between happy and joyful. And I don't know how in words to describe that, but the end of Onward, there's a, there's a joy to it. There's a, it's deeper. It's, it's not just that felt good. It's, this is good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, I think, it's, I think it's more relatable as a movie. The, the characters are more relatable, even as much as we, we crapped on Ian and Barley yeah. <laughs> as people and their journey. They are super relatable as kids yeah. going yeah. through a tough time, learning lessons. They're just, they are super relatable. And I think yeah. this kind of goes back to something Jed had said earlier about, you know, his kids and their, their experience watching it and wanting the ending to be different because they really wanted, sorry, because they really wanted both Ian and Barley to get to meet their dad. And so I think for us as adults, we really liked Onward's ending because it had that kind of depth that made you kind of stop and think about it. I think for kids, they'd probably like the ending and come away from Toy Story feeling much better just because it's got the kind of ending they want. Sure. And I think it's really a much better movie targeted towards a much younger demographic. That's what I was thinking. So, so the last thing I wanted You're to talk toy, about. Toy Story is targeted at a younger yes. demographic than Onward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I was trying to. You're trying. Yeah. That was the last thing I wanted to talk about before we call it a show here was kind of, kind of last thoughts and warnings about this movie. So there's lots of action in this movie. There's lots of epic grand action. There's, Ian falling into an abyss almost and almost dying. He had a rope. Yeah. (laughs) And then the rope is gone and he almost falls into it on the other side. Honestly, my kids were more scared when they almost drowned in the cave. Okay. My kids didn't freak out at the, at the abyss because they knew he had a rope, but in the cave, when they're like pressed up against the top, my kids are like, well, and they've not seen that movie 30 times, so I, I can believe it. Because yeah. we've seen that scene any number of times mm-hmm. in random movies where the water's closing in and, you know, as it comes up to the top, you hold your breath and see if you can hold your breath as long as the characters can. And sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Can you imagine that. if they actually killed off the main characters like 15 minutes before the ending? Oh, man. Oh. That'd be rough. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's just like mom finds the ruby or something. I mean, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 
That's follow dark. the centaur dad. <laughs> this, is, this is the dark version of that movie. <laughs> one one day they just kind of open up the manhole and there's some corpses floating at the top with a well, I guess yeah. a pair of legs aren't even there. So oh, John. Oh, well, there they are. Uh. They don't make the jump or something and they're just kind of like they biffed it somewhere somehow. Oh, man. Wow. That's uh that's dark. Well, the movie's not that we, dark. Not happening. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder, John, uh, did you want to hit any of the like you had the the warnings section? Yeah. Did you did you want to hit any of that? That's kind of what I was saying now. So, oh, so okay, there's sorry. a lot of there's a lot of epic action. Like you were saying that your kids were freaked out about the the water. Uh, this is not a movie my children will be seeing anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> my children are very sensitive to uh anything, um, and so. <laughs> So this movie is definitely beyond them. To be be fair, my kids cry at every season ending for Ninjago. And we're on like season five right now of Ninjago. (laughs) And at the end of every season, they're like, that one's going to die. I'm like, dude, haven't you figured this out yet? He's not going to die. They're going to bring him back. He's a robot. Um, (laughs) He's a robot. He's a Lego. Yeah. Or whatever. (laughs) And they're like, so I, you know, I'm not, you know, my, but sorry, not, I wasn't trying to compete. I just realized that I'm like trying to like measure my, my kids emotions are as good as your kids emotions. Um, Oh man. I'll one up you. My daughter freaked out and lost it when, when Winnie the Pooh got stuck in the wall of rabbit's house. Okay. Yeah. You beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Yeah, she lost it then. So therefore, we're not watching Onward with the kids for a while. (laughs) Oh, poor poo. Right? Yeah, she was was upset as I was laughing. And I was like, I'm having a hard time consoling you right now because this is funny. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Uh, I would be rolling. I would be rolling. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. Right. So action. Oh. There's yeah. a lot of Nobody action. Nobody likes poop getting stuck in a wall. No, it's terrible, horrible, terrible, bad. Anyway, you would know. Uh, you have a ten month old. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we we started out with potty humor. We're going to wrap it up with potty humor <laughs> too, baby. Oh, that was your foreshadowing, right. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. On that note, let's let's do this real quick. There's a lot right. of action. A little yep. bit of violence. Very little language. There is uh, a sexual content reference. There's a police officer who talks about her girlfriend's children. My so, kids didn't notice. Just, just okay. to throw that out there. I, w- I was looking for this scene the whole movie because that's like the only news I'd heard about this movie is it had yeah. some kind of lesbian reference in it. And so I was looking for that the whole time. And I was super disappointed that that's all it was. Yeah, you're disappointed. That was an ad lib line I just read on IMDb. The actress that was doing it was like, "Hey, can I change this to be girlfriend?" And they're like, "Sure, whatever." And the rest is trivia. I mean, history. It's yeah, you're right. It it, it got a lot of headlines. It was, you know, my my kid was nine when he saw it. He was like, he didn't notice. Yeah. I, you know, I think 15 and 16 year olds are going to notice, but I don't. But yeah, at that I don't point, know what anybody else is. If if yeah. that's a worry for people, I, it, then it can be a worry for you, but it, it, it didn't hurt us. So it's there. Just just something to know. Yep. And then let's straight. see. Yeah. Right. Last time I checked. Uh, there is. <laughs> Why are um, you checking? John? <laughs> well, 
There are some substances in this movie. We're just going to move right along. Uh, so at the end of the movie, the fairies are drinking beer. So that's a thing. Is, but they're drinking beer in a tavern. They so, are. Or, or a restaurant or whatever. I, I, they kept calling it a tavern. I would call it a restaurant because there's kids having birthdays there. I, it was like I'm a not, Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not British or Irish, so I don't know if in, in countries that have quote-unquote taverns, if they take their kids to the tavern to have a birthday but it was to me it was a restaurant it was a restaurant that also had a bar and a dartboard so yeah anyway that is okay that's fair right so the fairies are drinking as if it's a bar maybe they just started their drinking early and the kids are going to go home at some point (laughs) and and then it turned from restaurant what i noticed about that is is that those tankards that they're drinking from are bigger than them yes (laughs) like it would be like me drinking from a keg. Yep. Like just yeah. and just carrying it around. And, and, and carrying it around. Yes. <laughs> yes. Carrying yep. the keg around. <laughs> but it was it was literally what was it? 2 seconds of them flying yeah. around with a yeah. a, a beer mug. <laughs> Yeah. And and the only reason we notice is because we're adults. I don't know that kids are going to look at that unless they have parents that walk around with, you know, cold frosty mugs of beer in their house. I don't but think at that point they can. Well, at I'm that point, kidding. they're just going to notice, oh, they're drinking like that does. Not a big deal. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, just the thing I noticed. <laughs> that's what my You've kids been would warned. That's, that's what, yeah, that's what my kids would notice, too. If they had noticed, they'd have been like, oh, they're uh, – yeah. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, any any last thoughts from either of you guys about about this movie? I mean, we've we've talked about this we've, ad nauseum at length yeah, now. We've, so. we've hit it. I, yeah, I think this is really very – You know, I think you really – brought up whatever the kind of possibly questionable or mature, really mature stuff was. It was pretty, pretty tame, pretty tame. I, th- I think there yeah. might possibly be partial centaur nudity, but I, I have to go back. And it de- check. Depends on how you define it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have pants to... on his horse parts. He doesn't have right. pants and he <laughs> has a, he has a shirt on his man. His forelocks. <laughs> you can. Well, you, there the fawns don't wear pants either, so that's a that's a thing. Oh, that's oh, true. that's true. Yeah. That's true. The no, fawns don't. But the the elves, no the elves are all fully clothed. The elves yeah. are all fully now, clothed. So here's a question: How does Barley tuck in his shirt? What do you mean? His shirt is tucked in into his pants. Like Not a Barley. You, you mean the centaur? Centaur. Centaur. What? Centaur what police officer name? guy yeah. that we don't know his name. Uh, yeah, whatever. His Colt. Name is. Colt McCoy. Colt. Yes. Colt. Officer Colt. Colt something. Um, yeah, I noticed that too. Like I was watching it tonight when I watched it and I was like, he has a belt and he has a shirt, but he's, the shirt is going into the belt and not out the other side. Is the belt just a part of the okay. shirt? I'm going to have to look at this. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that works physically. And I don't think we see any other centaurs in the movie, so we don't get to... We don't get to. Uh, I I think this world still has eyes. hidden magic. I think there's still <laughs> hidden magic in this world that they just don't talk about. I think there's in the factory for police office centaur police officer shirts. Like there's some sort of magic that when he tucks that shirt in, it just it doesn't show up on the other Maybe side of the belt. Maybe it's flesh colored <laughs> pants that are really tight. Oh, there you go. All right, horse. That's what I'm horse. going with. Okay. Horse, horse pants. Also, horse how the tights. Heck does he fit in his car? Oh, I guess oh that's yeah. hilarious, though. 
when he gets out, every time he gets out, he's like, I think, I think in this movie, he might be my favorite character to be perfectly honest. He's great. It's pretty funny. It's either him or Manticore. All right. Manticore. First name, the don't forget. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yes. Her final thoughts. My final thoughts is this is probably, I, I, I would say this is definitely one of my top five Pixar movies for sure. I, I, and honestly, I couldn't name the all 20 Pixar movies. So to be fair, (laughs) and I haven't seen toy story Four or the dinosaur, good dinosaur. I haven't seen either of those, but I would put this in top five easily. All right. Well, there you go. I didn't clearly, I don't rank it as highly as you guys, but that's okay. I'm glad you guys do. So thank you all for listening to our show. Thanks Jed and Jared for joining me as we talked about this awesome movie. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, please tell someone else about us in this. If it's still COVID time when, when this is released and you're listening, then I guess mention us on your social medias or something. If you want to get in touch with us, you can on the Twitter. But if it's not COVID time, if it's not COVID time, don't mention us. Is that what you <laughs> I guess I didn't say that. If it's not COVID time, then still then tell it's a plug. other people about us. All right, sweet. Yeah. Uh, use use like your words, I guess, or your social media words. Oh, oh that okay. Now I got I see what you're doing there. Right. Socially right. distanced. Yes. Yeah, so, so I guess since it's still COVID, you could socially distance and yell at people about us, but that that's, might not go over true. very well. I, well. You never know. You never know. Okay, sorry. So, yeah. it's, I rudely interrupted your your out, out your outgoing <laughs> my, words. My outro. Outro. Well, uh, we're at Living Movies Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure we have an email, but I don't know it yet. So we'll figure that out too. And you can like us on iTunes, write a review, and let us know what you think. Also, let us know if you have any other movies that you'd like us to review, whether they're children's movies or even adult movies that what? are good for children or something <laughs> like that. There's a whole list of those that are good for older children, but mine aren't there yet. So maybe in like 12 years, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> when they don't cry at poo. When they don't cry at poo. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I All right, sometimes. and with that, put it in O for onward. <laughs> yep, put it in O for onward. Thanks, everybody. 